Hello, and welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hey guys, Buddy C. We have Marla H. and Craig M. with us this morning. Hello guys. Morning. Good Yep, doing well, doing well. So what did y'all think about this 33rd chapter of the Tao Te Ching? Very juicy. It not, it's not a long chapter, but every line has something of import to say. It I, think, I, I think it's the exact opposite of what I said last week, because last week I said that I felt that the, 30, the 32nd verse was just like a, he had a blank page and he needed to fill it. Um, and he'd done that quite well with lots of words. And what he's excelled himself at this time is what, he's got so little to say, but there's so much in what he's saying. Right. I think it's a, it's a, it's a perfect example of less is more. Exactly. All right. Marley, you want to read for us, dear? I'll be happy to. Okay. First translation, knowing others is wisdom. Knowing the self is enlightenment. Mastering others requires force. Mastering the self needs strength. He who knows he has enough is rich. Perseverance is a sign of willpower. He who stays where he is endures. To die but not to perish is to be eternally present. Second translation. Knowing others is intelligence. Knowing yourself is true wisdom. Mastering others is strength. Mastering yourself is true power. If you realize that you have enough, you are truly rich. If you stay in the center and embrace death with your whole heart, you will endure forever. Third translation, those who know others are intelligent. Those who know themselves are truly wise. Those who master others are strong. Those who master themselves have true power. Those who know they have enough are truly wealthy. Those who persist will reach their goal. And those who keep their course have a strong will. Those who embrace death will not perish, but have life everlasting. Fourth translation, knowing things makes you smart but knowing yourself makes you wise. To rule others, you must be powerful, but to rule yourself, you must be strong. If you have only what you need, you have true wealth. If you never give up, you will find a way. If you stay true to yourself, you will never be lost. If you stay alive, your whole life, you've really lived. Where should we begin? First line? Sure. (laughs) Knowing others is wisdom. Knowing, I guess, you know, knowing how other people behave and not letting it affect you could be one thing, you know? Could be. You know, this. Why would we want to know others? Why why would we be concerning ourselves with others? I mean, knowing how others act like uh, we were talking about in the letting go meeting that our thoughts are not ourselves and knowing that other people's when they're talking to us their thoughts are not themselves that's kind of like knowing other people 
right? Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. That's what I'm. That's what it, I think it means. That's what I'm interpreting it to mean. And I've I've came to the I've came to the conclusion that what other people do and what other people think is none of my business. And I think if I concentrate on myself, then I'm going to get myself better. But you also, you know, when you like, as an example, work with people, you have to work alongside of them without getting bothered by their idiosyncrasies and judgments or what, you know, whoever they may be. It's about just being, I guess, um, have some equanimity in how you feel. So get to, get to know their quirks, not let it bully you. Get yeah, non being non-judgmental. And... Uh, Stephen Mitchell says that when I know myself, I know others. When I master myself, I don't need to master others. So, like that, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, and I think Lao Tzu does this a lot of times, where he'll make a statement about the outside world, the things around us, and then he'll make a statement about the inside world. (laughs) And I think that's part of what this is too. You know, when we know others, that that is intelligence and that's wisdom. But when we know ourselves, it's on a higher level that we we come to a place of enlightenment. So the goal, rather than knowledge, and I think I could look at that in the same way of education or anything else, that I think the goal of that, if I think that is going to enlighten me, then I'm looking at the wrong place to be enlightened. If I'm looking outward to be enlightened, I've got to turn that around and look inward for that. Not saying education's wrong in none of that. I'm, I'm just saying if we're looking at that as being the source of our happiness or is going to cause us, you know, to understand something that we, to, to bring us to a place of peace, enjoy by greater understanding i don't think you know by looking outward i I don't think for me that hasn't worked only when i looked inward did i start having peace and joy and i agree for me it doesn't work to look outside and hope that somebody else is going to make me happy once i understand that and understand all of my stuff um it is easier to understand others and not, and just, you know, not be so bothered because they're just like me. They're just like me. And, and along those lines also, I've also realized I'm quite average in my thought process. I, I'm normal in that my thoughts are no different than anyone else's, which was a big revelation because I thought I was unique <laughs> as everybody does. But uh, my thoughts are normal, and I'm normal, and that that made a big difference in um, how I saw myself as well. You know, and not judging myself um, and being so hard on myself either. Surprising how long it takes to get to that stage, though, isn't it? You'd think it's you'd think it'd be something simple. Oh yeah, I was like fifty or something. You know, fifty. It, it was it was recently in the last few years that that I understood I'm quite normal. You know, it was very interesting. Very probably, probably at the same time, you realized 
you may have known this before, but at that same time frame, I realized that we were all connected, that there was a connectivity, like it's the same blood, it's the same thoughts, it's the same everything. It's like if if we were a, a body. Yeah. Yeah. We're not unique. We're still part of this body. There's nothing unique about us. Right. <laughs> There's nothing unique about us. Uh, as humans, as human beings on this earth, we're all built exactly the same way. <sighs> so mastering the self. True power. Requires um, force. Mastering self needs strength. So if, if you're forcing, if you're forcing something, and you're doing something that's not going to be natural. You, you don't. You, you, I think we. I think by looking at that, we spend too much time focusing on the wrong thing, rather than spending the time looking at us. And I, I think if we look at ourselves, if we look at the steps that we do in recovery, um, I think that we need to spend a lot of time looking at ourselves, and that does take that does take a strong character to be able to sit down and discuss your your defects of characters and sit down and discuss things with, with people. Um, and that's how I got to the that's how I got to the conclusion that why why would I want to bother myself with other people's faults and feelings that it's it's not really it's not really relevant to what I'm doing today. Um, and to be honest with you, if some people look at me they'd probably look at the exact same thing. What he's doing, what he's going through is it's it has no bearing on on their lives as well. And um, I think we should spend a lot more time looking at us rather than rather than others. You know, it goes back to the spiritual axiom that if I'm disturbed, it's me that needs to change. Yeah. Because as long as I'm looking outward at people for my happiness, it's not going to happen. Because I can't. I, I do not have the ability to orchestrate life in such a way that it is going to make me happy. It's impossible. It is impossible. We really don't have control over other things, um, other, over almost anything. We don't really have a lot of control. Shit just happens. And so us learning to be okay, and that starts within. That That's not from these outside orchestrating life so that it makes you happy. Um, yeah, Craig, I'm, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. Um, I wrote down a note on this, and it came more from reading the um, Wayne Dyer about our need for sponsorship and how it's difficult, because we're, we're talking about this as relating to recovery, how, how difficult it is to see yourself when you're trying to do it alone. Yeah. You know, that is so, I can't do it. Yeah. I have to share with another person what's going on in my life. I can't be an island. I've, I've noticed a big difference this time around between trying to sponsor myself and actually having a sponsor. <laughs> the, account, the accountability of actually having a sponsor is a lot more. It's, it's a lot more soul searching. Um, whereas beforehand, I could just say to myself, oh, "Do you know what? Yeah, that's not really that relevant." Whereas my sponsor, he'll sit down and say, "Let's have a look at that. Let's 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 see where this is going." Um, so yeah, this yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, and it's it's definitely it's. It's important to be able to talk about your shit so just yeah. to get it off with somebody who has probably been there before yeah. and resolved their own issues. You know, and, and even if you don't call them a sponsor, you Friend. know, with air quotes, if you have someone that you can be accountable to, 
it doesn't matter what tag you put on that, but it helps to have someone who has been where you are that has experience with where you are um, and can hold you accountable because if they've been where you are, they know a little bit about how you think. Had a sponsee yeah. recently stopped coming to meetings. I said, why, why, why are I, am I not seeing you? And he texts me back, well, I'm busy with work. I said, okay. I said, you know, alcohol doesn't care whether you're busy with work or not. <laughs> you know, someone who had not been there would not, would not know to tell him that. Correct. <laughs> alcohol is waiting on you to not be spiritually fit enough to where instead of seeking God for what you need, you decide to seek alcohol for what you need. Pay attention to that. <laughs> so so that's why that's why it's important to have people in our lives that we're accountable to i can't see myself very well and a lot of times i see things about myself as long as it's an idea in my head i don't get anywhere with it but when i write it on paper or put it out verbally it, I seem to have an understanding about it that I didn't have while it was just a thought in my head. And a lot of times I know the answer that my sponsor is going to, going to say before I ever ask him, but I didn't know that until I was sitting with, until I wrote it out. And, and he really is big on if I've got an issue with something, he'll say, well, write out, write out a fourth step for me, and then let's talk about it. And I, w- I don't like writing things out. I didn't like doing that. I wanted to just talk about it. Mm-hmm. He said, no, let's write it out on paper. So he's kind of old school in that regard. And so when I did, I realized how great a tool that is, writing things out. Because then I could see it more so than if I was just verbalizing it even. So It's, it makes it more real. It takes it, takes it out of your head. Because a lot of the time, if, if it's stuck in your head, then you can just ignore it. I think if it's actually there blatantly in front of it, you can't ignore it for that much longer. Right. I, I resisted writing as well. I'll look at doing things like that as my sobriety coming out of me. It's, it's, um, how it's, it's what, what would be affecting my sobriety. And it's, it's, it's actually my sobriety writing this down, not, not my addictive side. It's, it's, it's the side of me that's sober that's coming out and saying, right, this is, this is, this is how I'm feeling. This is, this is what's wrong with me, and this is this is how I think we need to fix it. And if I see it actually written down, then yeah, it's, it's got huge advantages to it. So, so mastering others requires force. Mastering your so that would be a negative. I think so, yeah, because it's it's going against it's going against something that's natural. Mastering self is strength. He who knows he has enough is rich. Which is my favorite part of this, or second favorite part of this whole verse. Right. Is, um, and I, it brings me to my first marriage, which was short, but I married a, a jeweler. And he was, his store was one of the top jewelry stores in Detroit. I don't wear jewelry. I don't much like it. But, um, you know, we were around people who had fur coats and diamonds and cars. And, and I wanted all of that, too. And it didn't. It make me happy in any way. There, it just made me actually more miserable just wanting it. 
And now I've, I've become very much a minimalist and I get, I'm like Marie Kondo. I get rid of things that don't mean anything to me. And I, it just makes me happier to be, to not have a lot. I mean, the more shit you have, the more stuff you got to worry about. I, I like, it's not like I don't have anything, but I have what I need, you know, a house and food and a car and love and that's it. And good health. That's it. That's good. That's rich. Makes me feel rich. It's interesting. He says, he who knows he has enough is rich. It doesn't say if you have enough and you know it. Right. <laughs> He's it's, saying everyone has enough. There's a providence there. Do you see that? Yeah, I do. And yeah, which brings me also to Viktor Frankl's, you know, Man's Search for Meaning, which, um, you know, he's sitting there stuck in a concentration camp and he, he has love for his guards because he's just, he knows he's rich. He's, he's got himself to love. It's a little more complicated than that, but. But that's it in a nutshell though, Marley, yeah. you're right. <clears throat> yeah. If, if you jump back to verse nine, um, it, it talks about having, having enough. If you hold wealth, you fall into its clutches. Mm-hmm. If, if you crave success, you succumb to failure. Um, do you have do, do what you have to walk away? Anything else will drive you nuts. So I think it's about I think it's about knowing when you when you have enough. Again, and rather knowing than, that no matter how much you have, it is enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <sighs> because a- and the reason for that I think is because we all have this source within us. That's why it's enough. It's not that we have enough money in the bank or we have enough of this or enough of that or whatever the things are. It's talking about having what the source that is enough we already have. Yeah. Kingdom of God's within us. It's all there. So I think that's what he's saying there is that, you know, when you know that, that's true success and peace and joy and all the things that we're really looking for. But uh, I remember the time, Marla, when I had a similar situation in my uh, years ago, gosh, over 20 years ago. Um, So I I know what you're talking about. You know, I love that bumper sticker. He who dies with the most toys dies. (laughs) (laughs) He dies. He doesn't win. That's a good one. How many times, I don't know how many times I've seen guys that start getting successful. They start buying things because they never had them. They sacrificed for years. Now they're in their 50s and 60s. They have some money. So they start buying things. They buy the lake house. They buy the all the little toys. And all of a sudden, they spend all their time maintaining their toys. That's what I said. You have more shit to worry about, more shit you have. Exactly. But I don't, I don't condemn somebody who's worked really hard his life and wants to buy himself a Porsche. You know what? If that makes you happy, you should do it. Well, this is the thing, Marla. He started this out by saying, okay, for us to understand all of that, it, it takes this effort that is not within us. We need to focus on ourselves. Yes. (laughs) So when somebody does that, Hey, that's their life. They can do anything they want to do. I take a very libertarian view toward all of that. 
So, hey, if that's what you want to spend your money on, you're welcome to do it. If you want to save it for your kids, you're welcome to do that. Whatever you want to do, that's your business. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I try to work on myself, and that, that helps me a lot with that. Um, if you realize you have enough, you're truly rich. So it's like money talks and wealth whispers. <laughs> um, you, you realize, Craig, that uh, wealth is a lot more than money. Money's just a tool. Money has nothing to do with real wealth. Yeah, that's that's why I said that because I knew that already. Yeah. <laughs> um, he who stays where he is endures to die, but not to perish is eternal life. Well, there's two different things in that line. So if you, I, I'm, I'm interpreting it as, as if you stay, stay with your values and your ethics and morals and you will endure. You will, you know, you'll be stronger for it. The death part, if in other cultures, death is such a part of life and they know it that they are, they talk about it, they know they're going to die, so they live. They fully live in other cultures. It's here in the United States where we are so terrified to even talk about it and so afraid of death that we do everything we can not to die instead of living. That's my interpretation. So we're busy not dying. We're not busy living. Correct, yeah. We try to ignore the fact that we're all going to die, but we are. Yeah, my wife does not like talking about anything to do with death at all. It is totally, you know, I told her how I wanted to die. She said, oh, you can't talk about, don't talk about how you want to die. I said, no. I said, I, I want the headline to read, um, a local man sideswiped in motorcycle accident. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, and on down it's going to say, uh, Buddy Corbin age 101, was riding north on A1A, <laughs> and was sideswiped, you know, <laughs> died instantly watching, watching the ocean as he rode north, you know. <laughs> God, that sounds like a good way to go, man. Yeah. She said, if you live to be that old, no one's going to let you near your motorcycle. <laughs> so anyway. Now, all I know is I don't want to die from an overdose or alcohol poisoning. And that, that was entirely possible. So, you know what? Um, I kind of want to enjoy my time now. Okay. I, got a, I wrote down a couple of questions out of this. How can I embrace death? It says, you stay in the center and embrace death with your whole heart. You will endure forever. If you accept it, if you accept it's coming, then you'll... You won't be focused on it. You won't be thinking about it. You won't be worrying about it. You just you just get on with living. And now, just, and then also in the last one, it talks about if you stay true to yourself, you will never be lost. If you stay alive your whole life, you've really lived. That's what you were talking about, Marla. Yeah, living fully. Yeah. Each day. Now, what if we applied this? to relationships and situations and circumstances, not just our whole life, but the life cycle with anything that we have going on 
in our life too, because those things have a life cycle too. Mm-hmm. What if so, we fully we fully live in a relationship and give ourselves a hundred percent? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yes. A relationship yes. Not, not being fearful in a relationship that is going to go away. So you half-assed live in it, you know, or a job that you're afraid to give a hundred percent because uh, you're afraid someone's going to steal an idea from you. So you like, you live in fear and you work. That's what I was thinking about this. How many times I've done things partially because usually because of a fear that someone is going to take something from me or not treat me fairly or some way that I did not, I was not fully present and fully alive with people. How about just in friendship sometimes that, that I kind of hold back because, you know, I don't want to, you know, because I have something in the, I'm afraid they might take advantage of me or they might, you know, whatever the case, I'm not doing a good job of explaining what I'm, what I'm trying to say, but. No, you are, but it goes, I think back to the first verse is if you know yourself well, um, you can live fully. I mean, you can be, you can show up fully rather than half-assed. You can show up full-assed, you know? He taught, he starts out, he starts out with that, doesn't he? Yeah. Knowing the self. So I guess it comes back. All of this comes back to us taking the time and energy to know ourselves. Which is what recovery is all about. Yeah. You know? That's what the steps did for me. They helped me to know myself and help me every day. I'm, I can't, if I'm, if I'm being honest with God, my higher power, if I'm being honest with other people, and when situations arise that, that I don't treat people fairly or don't, that I look out for me instead of them. And if I straighten those out, then I, I start learning who I am. Mm-hmm. Had no idea. If you'd asked me three years ago, I'm 10 years in recovery. If you asked me three years ago, if I had any fears, I would have said, no, I'm, I, I never have had many fears. Now I'm starting to see them because I'm starting to know myself better. And I did not realize how much fear was really under a lot of things that I did and how I behaved. Had no idea it was there. I wasn't ready for it, that peeling of the onion kind of thing. It's a lifetime process. It is a lifetime process, although I wish it weren't. I've seen women, you know, who are so self-confident and happy within themselves, and they just walk the earth like that. And other people me look at them as just this is who I want to be this is what I want to be like but I see it's going to be a lifetime process for me as well who cares (laughs) you know the important thing Marla is is just to get started and do it you know yeah you know because we're we all have uh, it's easy to look out and say I wish I was like them or I do some of the same thing too yeah but I realize that I'm just like I'm supposed to be, and I have, I'm already have everything I need, and everything I would ever want too if I if I start really looking within, and and I realize I have I have it already. So me envying them and being jealous is not is not going to help me. 
It's not you know, going to help you get there. It's not really an envy. It's more like this is this would be somebody I would look to look at as being a higher power because this right. is how I want to live and how I want to be. And, yeah. um, you know. Yeah. Craig, and, you got anything out of the um, – stop the share. Anything in the um, Derek Lynn? <laughs> yeah, the Derek Lynn was quite good this week. Yep. Um, the, so the, 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 those who understand others are intelligent. Those who understand themselves are enlightened. Those who overcome others have strength. Those who overcome themselves are powerful. Those who know contentment are wealthy. Those who proceed vigorously have willpower. Those who do not lose their base endure. Those who die but do not perish have long, longevity. Um, I wrote down from the last translation something to do with people losing their course. I think it was, um, if you stay true to yourself, you will never be lost. Derek Lynn mentions a base as well. Um, I'll get to that in a wee second. So the, um, what and he's that, talking about. Wouldn't that be your your base, your values, your ethics, moral, everything? Yeah, it, it can, I think it could be looked at a couple of different things. So your course could be the way that you want them to be going in life and not getting distracted by things that come up, things that aren't relevant to what you're trying to trying to achieve. Um, or it could be you never forget your roots, you never forget where you came from. And I, I think in recovery that's that's really important because we never want to forget how bad things really were, that we want to go back to that sort of thing. Um, I think there's a couple of meanings taken out of these. Um, the first part where he was talking about um, about enlightenment, um, he's got a note to say that Tao uh, cultivators recognize the great difficulty in knowing oneself. None of us can be very objective when it comes to self-assessment. Most of us are most of us are able to see others quite clearly, but ourselves not at all. Um, so I think that really goes back to what Buddy was saying about the sponsor. It's, it's easier for us to glance over our own faults. Um, I, th- I think that was really important doing the fourth step as well when you, you, you're realising what you've actually done that's, uh, that's, that's caused time to tell this as well. Hold um, on just so- a the, the thing for me that's really important in that sponsorship relationship is that I don't go to him and tell him how I'm doing this. Yeah. I go to him and give him permission to tell me how he's doing it. I give yeah. him permission to correct me. You know, I give him, it's not like I'm going tell telling him how it is. I'm going and I offer what's going on and he tells me. So there's a, there's a submission thing. There's an element in that. That's a, that, that that's a powerlessness element there that I've never really thought about before. Yeah. That's important because if I'm going and proving why I feel the way I feel, that doesn't work because I already think I have it figured out. It's back to that. If I, if I know I don't know, then that's when I might can find out mm-hmm. not going and proving why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those who overcome themselves are powerful to be powerful in this context means having authentic inner strength. This can be extremely difficult because you are your own worst enemy. You know your vulnerabilities, and you know exactly how to take advantages of them. So, you can, again, you could quite easily just glance over what you don't want to see in yourself. Um, but we, we do forget that life's, life's that mirror. 
it projects what it projects what you are, and it, it shows you it shows you for real how things are. Um, this authentic inner strength is completely separate from external physical strength. An alcoholic who overcomes his addiction possesses true strength, even if he isn't much of a weightlifter. Now, I've always said that people that come into recovery and people that go through recovery do absolutely fantastic things. And I think that the things that we go through is almost almost superhuman um, to endure the to endure the suffering and, and pain that we go through to to actually pull through um, and stay on a course of recovery. I think is absolutely fantastic. Um, you think us in recovery is that what you're saying? We're, yeah. we're stronger than most. Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I do agree with that. But nobody does this kind of work but us, really. Maybe monks. I don't know. Well, you know why? It's and I had this conversation the other day with a sponsee. He said, "Why don't other people do this?" He I, and I told him, "I said it's easy. Their life did not depend on it. Right? Yeah, they, they didn't have to do it. And, they didn't we, have to. Yeah. So being powerless, learning how to let go, learning how to surrender your your will and and to surrender the ego." is not something that most people do because they don't have to. Don't have so to. they don't learn paradoxically. They don't get the benefits of doing it like we do. So it's a gift. It really is for me. I, I tend to think so too. Okay, right. He goes on to say, those who proceed vigorously have willpower. This line refers to physical cultivation. Exercises such as Qui-Gon and Tai Chi can help us develop vitality and life to the fullest. So through consistent, sustained practice that we can achieve results in a natural and healthy way. Therefore, the key to Qui-Gon and Tai Chi and indeed any physical discipline is willpower. Um, we, we spoke about this before we before we joined the meeting, and part of, part of my daily routine is um, if I can't get out for my walk, then I'll do my taekwondo patterns, which basically centers me for the day. It, it helps me get that balance in my life. Um, I need to concentrate on what I'm doing as well, but I, I can do it effortlessly because we've been doing it for that for that long. It just it just comes as something that that we do, um, and that helps me with sort of things like breath control and just concentrating and getting rid of the, getting rid of all the nonsense out of my head that I don't really I don't really need. Um, what Derek Lynn's got to say about the base is uh, base in this line refers to spiritual foundation. As we progress along the, along the path of cultivation, it is certainly that we will be tested over and over again. Those who have a solid foundation will withstand the trials. Those who do not will be unable to handle the challenge. So it's about a spiritual foundation with the base. A spiritual foundation, yeah. Not compromising to keep What's that phrase? If you what you compromise to keep, you're going to lose. That's that would be losing your foundation. Sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. Um, those who die but do not perish have longevity. So to die and not perish means the memory of the deceased lives on. This, rather than the alchemical pursuit of immortality, is what we really mean by longevity. A noble goal for Tao cultivators is to live a life rich with meaning and full of the joy of helping others. Such a life continues on forever in the hearts of people, remembered, cherished, and missed. So I'd read into that. You need, you need to make the right impression on people in life. You need so, a lot, folks. So, serving, others and, serving others and being remembered for the right thing. And, you know, you can even break that down to relationships or any interaction, Craig, being remembered for doing the right thing with, I had a situation in business. Um, I was in the real estate business 
and a guy sent me a, a property and after I sold it, I sent him a check, 20% for a referral. And this guy was in the land business. He had been here forever. And he took me to lunch. He said, buddy, you're the first person to ever send me a referral check. I said, what? I said, you sent me a listing because he didn't list houses. I said, of course, I'm going to pay you 20% of the commission. That's just what you do. He said, you're the first one out of anyone I've ever sent a referral to. <laughs> that's ever sent me a check. And of course he remembered that. And that that's part of just doing the right thing in whatever we're doing. Yeah. People remember how you make them feel. Yes. At that moment, not what you wear, or, you know, what you did, but they remember how you made them feel. Whether good or bad. Okay. I, I was just, just going to remind you that I referred you to a book. So just in case you... <laughs> There's no money involved in that, though. In case you come up with dividends, I'll, I'll send you my bank details later. <laughs> dividends. <laughs> now, you, you know, we I, where he talked about uh, willpower, the great thing about recovery is that we find that when we surrender our will, that we have access to all of this power that we did not have access to before. Yeah. Somehow our our higher power helps us with things beyond because if we, if it was just up to willpower for recovery for me, I would have never recovered because I tried willpower for years and years and could not stay sober. So there's a, well, when you get into talking about recovery, people, people don't understand they're not in recovery that it's not about just not doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's more than that. It's more yeah. than that. And I, I, def, I definitely would have given by now if it was if it was just my willpower alone. I definitely would have given by now. <laughs> now, cognitive behavior therapy can help me get in a direction, but when it gets down to me taking a drink or not, if I don't have the love of God working in my life and have access to more than me, uh, I would drink. Mm-hmm. I would drink. Okay, y'all ready for the Wayne Dyer? Been waiting. It's good, isn't he? Yeah. I. I, You got the book, Marla? I got the book. Okay, you want to read some selections, or how do you want to do this? We've got about 15 minutes left. I'll read some selections. Okay. Um, So we've already read the verses, so I'm going to read the second, start with the second paragraph. In... In this 33rd verse of the Tao Te Ching, Lao Tzu is asking you to change the way you look at these twin ideas of knowledge and power. You're invited to evaluate your level of self-mastery by turning your gaze inward and seeing the world, and your place in it in a new light. A Tao-oriented life focuses on understanding yourself rather than on thinking and behaviors of others. On both thinking. You shift from the acquisition of information and the pursuit of status symbols to understanding and mastering yourself in any and all situations. Power over others is replaced with an inner strength that empowers you to behave from a wisdom that is inherently the Tao. As you modify your thinking, your world will undergo pleasantly dramatic changes. 
For example, as you realize that you are responsible for your reactions in any given moment, others will cease to have any power of control over you. Rather than worrying, why is that person behaving that way and making me feel so upset? You can see the situation as an invitation to explore yourself from a new attitude of self-mastery. Your inward exploration allows you to permit the flow of inner responses, examining them with tolerance directed towards yourself. By seeking your stream of thoughts and simply going with them, the conduct of that other person instantly loses its potency. You begin seeing your world suffused with harmony of the Tao eternally and internally flowing through you. Um, I'm going to go down to focus on understanding yourself instead of blaming others. When you're anxious, in pain, or even mildly upset over the conduct of others, take the focus off those you're holding responsible for your inner distress. Shift your mental energy to allowing yourself to be with whatever you're feeling. Let the Tao flow freely without blaming others for your feelings. And don't blame yourself either. Just allow the Tao to unfold. Tell yourself that no one has the power to make you uneasy without your consent and that you're unwilling to grant that authority to this person right now. But you are willing to freely experience your emotions without calling them wrong or needing to chase them away. Flow in the down now. In this way, with this simple exercise at the moment of your dis-ease, you've made a shift to self-mastery. It's important to bypass blame and even your desire to understand the other person. Instead, focus on understanding yourself by taking responsibility for how you choose to respond to anything or anyone, you're aligning yourself with the Tao. Change the way you choose to perceive the power of others, the power that others have over you, and you will see a bright new world of unlimited potential for yourself. Hold on right there, Marla. Let's talk about that a little bit. (laughs) No one has the power to make you uneasy without your consent. Correct. Wow. Wow. That's that's a tough one, but it's true. It's true. We choose how to react to other people and other situations. We can change our reactions. So if I'm uneasy, I'm giving someone permission to make me uneasy? Well, it's different than intuition, isn't it, though? Is that, are you talking about intuition? Or are you talking about when somebody says something to you? If I get rough, my feathers ruffled, if I get ill at someone, they can't do that without my consent. I'm, I'm yeah. agreeing with that. I'm, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just processing it. I've never really heard it that plainly before. Well, that's true. You know, it's right, though. You, we choose oh, yeah. our own reactions to things. Yeah. Based on everything we know. Or think we know. So I'm, I'm giving them permission whether I realize it or not. Mm-hmm. I don't have to react. Right. And this is like our family that creates our buttons and then chooses to push our buttons. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always reacted. Like, <laughs> I've always reacted to it. And within my family, I've learned how not to react to um, – not to react. And therefore – because I don't react anymore, they don't push them anymore. They don't even try. 
Mm. There's, there's a fine line between reacting and responding. There is a fine line. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's, it's something that I'd always struggled with. I, I would always react. I would, and I, I was always, I'd always overreact, um, thinking I was doing the right thing. Um, whereas nine times out of ten, I shouldn't have even got involved in it. And I think it goes back to internally how it's making us feel, Craig, because... I think a lot of the time it was losing power. It was lo- losing that power over situations and not wanting to admit the fact that I'm powerless. Yeah, it could be. You don't need the approval of others or another possession in order to be happy. You must merely understand yourself as a divine piece of the eternal Tao, always connected to that infinite essence. External, such as knowledge and the power over others, may provide a long life. Shifting to being in charge of yourself offers imperishable wisdom and a ticket to immortality. Shifting to being in charge of yourself. Huh. Now, that takes an evolution, though. In charge of yourself. How, how many of us are not in charge <laughs> or, or what percentage are we really? Because I'm not in charge of myself to the highest, as high a percentage as I, as I would like to be. So this is about that progression, Marla, right? For me, it's been an evolution of trying to learn enough about myself that I can be more in charge. Um, and I can safely say when I was relapsing, I lost the ability to respond. All I did was react. Mm-hmm. That's how I knew I was in a relapse. And so I thought, why not just drink as long as you're in a relapse? I don't want to be there anymore. And and this is the way out. This is the way out. Yeah. yeah. Um, anything else to read out of Dyer? Yeah. You want? I just wanted to read the exercise. Sure. Do the Tao now. Today, practice experiencing the unfolding of the Tao with someone who who usually causes you distress. Consciously initiate a conversation with that in-law, that spouse, bullying coworker, or family member inviting the Tao to flow freely. Notice how, what, and where you feel. Remain warmly and tolerantly in touch with sensations in your body. You've entered the space of self-mastery in this moment. The dog enjoyed it, didn't he, Craig? <laughs> so it never fails. Every time somebody's dog goes, I'll look around to see if it's mine. I don't even have one. <laughs> I'll finish reading that for you, Marvel. Here's what A Course in Miracles offers on this verse of the Tao Te Ching. This is the only thing that you need to do for vision, happiness, release from pain. Say only this, but mean it with no reservations. I am responsible for what I see. I choose the feelings I experience. Hmm. Yep. (laughs) That is the truth. All those formerly perceived as needing you to tell them what or how to live are also the same as you, as you are in the Tao's wisdom and strength. So everyone needs room to find God. That's what I put beside that. Um, not giving permission, turn the light around. I choose what I experience today, not allowing others to run my life. My need for 
having a trusted person, a sponsor, uh, someone that I can be honest with. That way I can get to know myself. Good stuff. At the same time, we're not responsible for another, running other people's lives. No, not at all. That's the, that's the great gift out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is yeah. that we don't have to do that anymore. We're, you know, even in recovery, when we share recovery with another person, even though we, we would like, some of us, most of us have family members that are not in recovery. A lot of us do. I do. And you would want nothing more than to see them in recovery. If you had one wish in the world, it would be for them to have a healthy recovery. Yeah. But I can't take ownership of that, Craig. I can't take that desire. It's a, and it's an honest, good desire from love. But that doesn't mean it's okay for me to pull the strings and control their life. My job still is the same as with anyone. Share my experience when the opportunity arises. Show them love and leave room for them to find their higher power because their higher power is not me. They've got to find their higher power if they're going to get sober and learn how to be powerless and surrender and let go of this thing. So it's good to remember and that, you know, that way we don't have to take the responsibility of these people's lives and uh, take the credit when it works, nor take the blame if it doesn't. We can just let it go. <laughs> let the thing go, like everything else. So, good stuff. Yeah, really good stuff. This, this that works. Oh, it does, doesn't it? It's great. I, and I see it everywhere. I'm reading some other old documents and things, old books, and I'm, I see the same principles in all of the teachings, no matter where they come from. So right. it's, it's just, it's just good stuff. I'm, I feel very fortunate uh, for the Tao and what we've been learning. It's added a lot to my recovery in my life for sure. Yep. Okay, guys. Y'all have a good one. Thanks. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.